0: Is the Cherish Detaur Podcast, a weekly podcast where we'd be discussing any and every societally relevant topic. Hosted by me, Cherish. Hello everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Cherish detail Podcast. And yeah, I'm so excited actually to finally have done this because it's been on my mind for a very long time to get a platform where I can share my opinions, express my views, and just talk to people. So I am so very excited to have started this. Yeah, so as you can tell from the title of this podcast, this is going to be an introduction and... We're going to talk about being a woman in Nigeria so let's get over this brief introduction so we can get to the main topic so first off what I created this podcast was because like I said before I've always wanted to get a platform where I can express my opinions because I'm a very highly opinionated person and I feel like my voice or well, everybody's voice actually deserves to be heard and this platform I felt was the best Way for me to step out of my comfort zone because for someone that has anxiety, it's really hard to start something new. You know, there's always these doubts and these questions or oh, what if nobody likes it? What's anyone to support? So, it's sign news for anyone that wants to start something new but is feeling really anxious about it. Just do it, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain from doing it. Number one is going to help you get over your anxiety because one way to get over your fear is by facing it. So it's going to help you to get over your anxiety and you might succeed. Like literally, that's that's a, that's a possibility now. You can never succeed if you don't do something, but once you do it, now there's a chance of success of success. So yeah, so basically, that's just it's about the anxiety. That's beside the point, anyways. So what you guys can expect from this podcast is a variety of topics. Literally, nothing is off limits. I'm going to be delving into many, many things. Because like I said, I am highly opinionated and I have an opinion on... Honestly, what don't I have an opinion on? (laughs) But yeah, that's basically it. I'm going to talk about everything and anything. And this pilot episode of this podcast is one of the very few ones that's going to have only me just talking to you guys but for the most part I'm going to have different co-hosts expect the ones that I'm going to really enjoy is when I get people that have completely different views from me because I love debating I love arguing I love I love the whole conversation that we have when we don't agree but we both respect each other so we're not like insulting each other we're just having constructive intelligent conversation oh my god that's i love that so much so yeah but that's we're going to have a lot of that and then sometimes i will just know there's people that agree with me people that have the same opinions and then we're just going to pick each other's heads we're going to just we're going to improve on another. I'm so you all should be expecting very juicy stuff because this is not going to be some basic ass regular podcast where I just talk and drone on and on and then nobody's listening except me my friends but yeah I really feel like a lot of people are going to relate to me because so many of these things are so relatable so many things that I have planned are so relatable so about me I am a fourth year nursing student a fourth year nursing student in university Number one, it is not easy to have gone three years... Because I'm just entering my fourth year. It's not easy to have gone and completed three years in any course. It is also... It is even harder to have done three years in any medical t- course. Not to talk about nursing. Like, and my school... I mean, I forever university. Mm. I don't know if that's how it is everywhere in nigeria or everywhere in the world but i know that these people will try to break you they have tried to break me i cannot count the amount of times that i'll be trying to read and i'll just start crying like that's a story for another day honestly like that's a whole other conversation you're you're going to hear enough about my nursing journey and i'm sure there are many people that are probably going to come across this someday that would be just getting admission into university maybe even nursing or medicine or whatever course I related i feel like anything that i say is going to cut across every single course that you can do in university so those episodes will probably be very helpful to them so you all should stick with me i giving a lot a lot a lot out and i really like to hear you, you guys's opinions on things too if you notice wherever you're listening to this there's this there is a platform where you can leave a voice message i really love your feedback like anything i say whatever i talk about if you can leave a voice message it could even possibly used in another episode or if you're not comfortable with that just say that you don't want um your voice to be out there and then i won't use it but i'll reply to you in the next episode or whatever. So, yeah, I really love you guys' feedback. I want to hear what you guys think about what I'm saying. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Yeah, basically. So, I feel like that's it about the introduction. Now that we're done with that, we can get into the main topic of the day being a woman in Nigeria. Oh, that's a loaded topic, honestly. And I don't believe I'm going to do it justice because I'm only going to talk about two things, two very prominent things. There are lots of more prominent things, honestly, but I've just picked out two that I'm going to talk about in this episode. So in general, being a woman in anywhere in the world is a plethora of things. But being a woman in Nigeria is a different thing, a totally different thing. Now I want to ask all of the women here, when did you realize that you were a girl? When did your identity as a girl become apparent? What do I mean by that? I mean, when did it become obvious to you that femaleness and maleness are two inherently different things in our society? now this question cuts across every single culture in nigeria so this question i believe will relate to every single girl that lives in nigeria the first time i realized that the first time my identity as a girl became obvious that it was different from boys basically not in the sense of physical whatever because obviously everybody knew Girls had girl parts and boys had boy parts, but the societal relevance of gender became apparent to me when I was 10 or 11 years old. By that time, my sister was away in secondary school university, I don't remember which one and I have three brothers. Before then, I had been living a very male-centered life. I had my sister was barely around I ne- barely got to see her because you know of school and stuff. So I did everything with my brothers. We played football, we watched wrestling, we we, we reenacted the wrestling, we played video games. so I was used to living a very tomboyish lifestyle. And one evening, we were watching TV in the living room as per usual. My mom came into the um parlor and she told me, Cherish, come to the kitchen. And I was like, oh, it's like disturbing me, you know, I was just grumbling, but then I went, no, I wasn't, no, was I gr- I didn't grumble. The grumbling started later, yeah, I didn't grumble. And I was like, oh. I was just like, why is she disturbing me? And I'm watching TV and stuff, but I didn't grumble. I just went in good faith. And she was like, oh, I should help her and do this and do this and do that. And then, after I helped her out with what the few things that she asked me to do, I went back to the apartment and I continued watching TV. With my brothers, thinking that that was the end of it, and the next day, after playing our usual games, then um, it was evening again. We we're all watching TV, me and my brothers, and then she came, and she got upset. She was like, "Why aren't you in the kitchen?" And I was like, "In the kitchen for what?" She was like, don't you know supposed to be helping me in the kitchen? Is that not why I called you yesterday? And then I was... I was shook, to be honest. I was like... We are four. We are four of your own children. sitting sitting at in the parlour right now. All watching the same TV. And out of all of us, she singled me out. Just me. And I had a very big mouth at that time. No filter whatsoever. So I said it. I was like, but we're all watching TV. Why is the only me you calling and then she was like that's the way it is and it didn't make sense to me i knew from that moment that this was very unfair i knew that this was not how this didn't make sense it's not logical why do they get to watch tv why i have to come to the kitchen okay it was like that it went on for a while and i was rejecting it like everybody could see i was rejecting that kitchen stuff So my mom tried to change tactics. One day she came back from work and then she called me to tell me a true life story. As she said, she was telling me about how one of her friends, her daughter just got married. And after a few months of getting married, her husband returned her to her father's house because she couldn't cook. Now, that fear tactic that my mom probably told me in order to maybe get me to be like, I don't want to do send out to my husband's house, so let me learn how to cook, actually had the opposite effect. I was like, why? That doesn't make any sense. Do people get married because they're looking for lifelong cooks? Is that why people get married? And she was like, no, that that's our culture. That was trying to teach me that this is what will happen if I don't learn how to cook. And I was like, well, if that's what marriage entails, I don't want any part of it. Because it made no sense to me. Why would you marry someone because you want the person to cook for you? Why do, why can't he cook for himself? That's At 10 or 11, That what was in my mind. And I was like, this makes no sense. Now, everything I'm saying here is not to bash my mom or anything. My mom is an amazing woman. But she has been raised with that mindset. And, well, I feel like it's possible for it to change but she doesn't want it to change and i'm not going to try to change it for her but i am going to change it for myself because that is not what i accept now that being said i didn't learn about the word feminist till i was about 14 years old but i have been a feminist since i was 11. let me tell you what because i've been very argumentative since since i was very young people were always telling me that oh i was going to be a lawyer i was going to be a lawyer in the future and to be honest that thing i am so rebellious honestly literally people told me that i was going to be a lawyer so i decided to do the exact opposite and enter into the medical field <laughs> who does that but anyways yeah people always tell me i'm going to be a lawyer that ah, i'm always arguing i'm always arguing you know people are not telling me that girls are not supposed to argue you know that girls are supposed to be seen, not heard. That I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut. So I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> so, so many things here yeah, that people try to teach me. So many misogynistic things people try to teach me from young never made any sense to me because it truly doesn't make any sense. It is so illogical because you are telling me that I should cook. Meanwhile, okay, let's say a hundred years ago, it made sense. Men worked, women weren't allowed to work. So women cooked. But now men work, women work. Why has the cooking not changed? You know, like it just made no sense to me. It was it's so illogical. And then when I asked my mom what is the reason for this, why do we do this? She says that's our culture. Well, why is it our culture? That's the way it is no logical reason nobody can ever give you a concrete reason because there's nothing like a cooking gene there's nothing like a cleaning gene anybody can cook and clean you like literally most of the most world-renowned chefs are men so anybody can learn how to cook cooking is a skill it's not inborn so yeah it just that's the first aspect of being a woman and you're going to talk about now the second aspect of being a woman, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to start with the story. So, from, for a very long time, there's the supermarket down the street, like two minutes, a two minute walk from my house, where we get groceries. Now, in my house, we love bread. Everybody, like, that's the easiest thing to eat, and everybody eats it all the time. So, we eat a lot of bread. So this supermarket is where we usually get bread two minutes from the house and just get bread and go back home. Nothing special. You know, in the morning, wake up, you want to eat breakfast, get bread. Yes. So one time when I was 13 years old, I came back from a semester of school. And then I noticed that there was a Beth Ninja outlet right beside the supermarket that i usually visit now you know Beth Nigers, whatever i don't know what they call them but it's really men that are around there but i didn't pay it any mind because i didn't think it was going to affect me in any ways so the next morning I went to get bread as per usual and i walked down the street, and i got the bread I noticed the group of men that were hovering around that place you know the betting area whatever and I didn't pay them any money and I just walked there the next day I went to get ready again and as I was walking I overheard one of the men saying i see that girl again but I didn't pay it any attention I didn't even turn my face I just kept my face straight and I I walked to the um, supermarket and I was coming out and then as I was about to pass the bet niger Place, whatever these men like, five or six of these men literally because the place only allows 18 plus, yeah, so they were probably like in their 20s and they all stopped me. And then in my mind, I was like, Well, this isn't what they taught us. What they tell us is that if you're dressed a type of way, if you're showing your body, then you're asking for male attention, right. But this is early in the morning. I'm wearing sweats and a big t-shirt. I'm looking I'm looking straight ahead. I am not turn to look at them. Why are they all approaching me? The next thing they, to- they told us was, if men try to call you or try to approach you, don't be aggressive. Don't talk back to them. Because if you're rude, the next time they can see you and kill you or beat you up or whatever. I kid you not. That is. Those are the things I heard from my aunts, from households, from every single woman in my life. That's what he told me. So I was like, I, I didn't do any of these. Why are these men coming for me? And it's not like I haven't. By that time, by that age, I hadn't had any male attention, or whatever. But it was just the regular cat's call. his fine girl, you know that regular thing that you can just walk out of. But this one was a bunch of men bunch of strange men cornering me and even though at that point i didn't really know the details of the things that women go through in nigeria i didn't really know the gory details you know but every single red flag in my head went off instantly and i knew that i had to get out of that situation so the cornered men they were all trying to ask me questions like very I was so, I was so confused to be honest. First thing I felt was confusion, then fear. So I just, I tried to just walk past them and not answer anybody. I tried, as I tried to walk past, one of them held my hand. Then immediately, all the things about don't be rude and don't be aggressive left my hand and just shouted, "Leave me alone!" And then I immediately walked quickly. I didn't run because I didn't want to draw any attention to myself. That's the thing he said, don't draw too much attention to yourself. So I didn't want to draw any attention to myself. But as I dragged my hand away and walked quickly back to my house, these men were laughing. Laughing for frightening a little girl. What in me could have attracted them? What in a 13-year-old girl could have attracted a man of that age? to come to talk to me talk to me about what and looking back at it now it's it's really sad honestly because once i got away from there i got so scared because that was just the best niger thing was just down the street from my house i was like these men now know where i live they can watch me and watch where i live and then later they can come and keep me and finish me i was so many things were running through my mind i was so frightened but luckily, nothing happened, obviously. Because I'm still here. But some the reason I brought up that story was because there was a tweet that a woman made. And she was like, I am terrified of men. And you'd see these men on Twitter foaming at the mouth. Talking about... Are you, are you terrified of your dad? What do you mean you're terrified of men? Not all men are bad. Not all men are evil. Not all men are this. Not all men are that. And that thing, that not all men statement, it infuriates me because why are you trying to absolve yourself of guilt? Why do you feel guilty in the first place? If if a woman gives a man the benefit of the doubt trust him and something bad happens to her because of that trust they will say she should have known better now we are terrified because there is no there is no stamp on any man's forehead that says rapist there is no stamp on any man's forehead that says murderer everybody looks the same so what do you want us to do we shouldn't be scared of you but if we give you benefit of doubt and something bad happens to us then it's our fault but you see the audacity of these men coming to absolve themselves saying I'm not part of it but that's not the main issue you are so insignificant in comparison millions of women die every year millions of women are raped killed mutilated by men that they trust as well as men they don't know there is nowhere we are safe but instead of you to address the matter you are coming to isolate yourself and say you're no part nobody cares about you as an individual because when we talk about people's lives people are dying and you're coming to say you are no part of it why like how how does it make sense to you how do you conceive such because it is so disgusting to me it just it makes no sense to me because i've not been killed by any man i'm alive today i've not been mutilated my body parts are complete but when, pe- when people campaign that women are being killed, women are being mutilated, I don't feel the need to come and tell them, I'm a woman too and I'm alive. I'm a woman too and I'm not mutilated. I address the issue because I know I am insignificant in comparison to the women that have died, women that have been mutilated, women that have to live with the scars. But these men, they, they, it's the audacity for me. I really don't know what to qualify it now initially my target audience for this podcast was just going to be women but I don't think that that's what it's, that's what it's supposed to be I don't think that that's even going to help anything at all because for the purpose of feminism to be achieved men and women need to work together we can't unlearn all these negatives that women have been forced to learn and they leave men because we live in a society together. We are not alone. We all need to come together and work. According to Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, a feminist is a man or a woman who says, yes, there is a problem agenda as it is today and we must fix it. We must do better. That's what I believe too. There is a problem. And if you choose not to accept that, you are only deceiving yourself. It does not change the fact that there is a problem in gender today. And we do have to fix it. We do need to do better. I know that it somehow turned into a rant, but that's my unfiltered opinion about the matter. guys so that's it for today's episode we have come to the end of this podcast i really hope you enjoyed listening because i really enjoyed talking about this this is a topic that i am really passionate about and i'm pretty sure you could hear it from my voice but yeah i hope you all enjoy yourself and please share subscribe on spotify on apple Podcasts, and whatever streaming sites you're using to listen to this podcast right now and I hope you enjoy the rest of the day. Bye.